Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for joining us once again at growingingrace.org. Mike Kapler, my name, with Joel Brzezinski. And we've got good news for you. Don't you run anywhere. Maybe you just found us somewhere online or somebody shared our podcast with you. I think you're going to hear some things on Growing in Grace that you've probably never heard before. And I hope that you can just stay with us because we do this every week for about 15 minutes. A weekly podcast. And I just mentioned growingandgrace.org, iTunes, YouTube, and all kinds of options out there for you to find us. Wow, man, we are all over the place. <laughs> People are finding us all over the place. I, I started this a couple a year or two ago, I don't remember where I started posting this on YouTube. It's You don't actually see us talking, but it's like the Growing and Grace logo, and then it's the podcast as the audio. And, you know, I started that thinking, eh, it's just another way to get this thing out. And it's amazing. We started getting more comments on that than we do on our growingandgrace.org page, you know, where we actually post the podcast. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. So you can go to youtube.com slash graceroots. Also, twitter.com slash graceroots. That's my uh, Twitter page. And facebook.com slash graceroots. You can find us in all those places. And again, growingandgrace.org. That's where all of the past podcasts, almost 400 podcasts, are there. Growingandgrace.org. Well, we're on Skype right now, Joel and I. And I just noticed my sister in law and nephew just got on to talk to each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> they never get on. And uh, so I know they're talking to each other, but. Uh, Fortunately, I deemed myself invisible, so we won't get interrupted here, Joel. But yeah, last week, we were talking right. about the law, the commandments, and how they brought death, and how Christ brought life. And so we're going to kind of continue along the same line here for uh, this week's podcast. So when Jesus died, that brought an end to the law. And one thing, you know, that never, it never hurts to mention this, Joel, because we're trying to make a point when we talk about some of these things. So... We've been talking about how we were under the law, and here's, here's how it all worked. Here's what the law was for. Well, we as Gentiles, of which most of you listening probably are, we, we've never been under the law. I mean, it was, it was, the law was never for Gentiles, ever. None of it. None of it. Not, not the first commandment, not the last commandment, or anywhere in between. It was not meant for Gentiles. We were never under that. So I just wanted to point that out, that uh, you know, a lot of people... Uh, you know, in certain certain church circles anyway, they, they would have you believe that we're somehow still tied to an old covenant that Paul and the writer of Hebrews deemed as uh, abolished and obsolete. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> I was staring at a verse. I'll edit this out. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, don't don't edit it. <laughs> okay, it's the, it's the human side of I'll you, which I seldom see, by the way. That's right. That's because you live five miles away, and we still never see each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the law did have a purpose. It really did have a purpose. God gave it for some of the reasons we mentioned last week. And then one of my favorite verses that I mention all the time when we talk about the law, Romans 3.19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, 
that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. And so like you were saying, Cap, the Gentiles, we Gentiles, were never under the law. In fact, you might notice something when you read Paul's epistles, and this really just changes things for me when I read his epistles this way, but often he's talking as a Jew, as one who knows that he was, that that was his heritage as a Jew, and he says us and we, often referring to Jews, and then he says, and you, referring to Gentiles, in in, in a lot of the cases. And anyway, so you can see kind of how he's trying to, in so many cases, show the Jews how just because you had the law, that doesn't mean that you're righteous. But as he says in, in Romans 2, it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous in God's eyes, but it's the doers of the law. And again, this is for those who are under the law. He's speaking as a person who's describing what life is like under the law. But then that's contrasted with what happened with Jesus Christ, and it didn't matter whether a person had been under the law, in other words, they were a Jew, or if they hadn't been under the law, a Gentile, everybody is justified freely by faith in Jesus Christ. Whoever comes to God uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, those are the ones who are justified. And so the law had a purpose. Again, it was to stop mouths. It was to stop people from justifying themselves in front of a holy God, as if to say, hey, God, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm pretty good. I can do this thing. It's to stop those mouths, and it's to uh, declare the world guilty before God. It led to Christ, and then when you come to Christ, as Galatians says, you're saved by faith, and you're no longer under the law. If you're a Jew and as a Gentile, you get to say, guess what? Even though I wasn't under the law, even though I wasn't part of God's family, of God's chosen people, I get to be included as one of God's people because I've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the law had its purpose, but we got to get ourselves, as Christians now, as believers, we got to get ourselves out of that mindset, realizing that we no longer, as you said, Kat, we no longer have a relationship with the law whatsoever. Right. And when it comes to works and trying to do what's right, that's really not what the, the Christian life is about. This, this is not about works. It's not about your effort. It's not about trying. It's simply abiding in Christ. And I see a lot of things um, that Christians are talking about, not only in legalistic circles, but sometimes even in grace circles. I, I see a lot of people with different opinions out there on different subjects, sometimes controversial issues and there's divisive things going on sometimes when they're discussing. And, and, and sometimes we just miss the point of the gospel. The whole point of the gospel is Christ in us, the hope of glory, that the righteousness of God has been revealed. It was a mystery. It was hidden. And then the new covenant came along and Christ was revealed. Righteousness was revealed in us. Not our own righteousness by works which we have done, but by faith we receive this free gift of righteousness. So now we're, we're right with God. I mean, that's, that's a place almost everybody wants to be. I, they just want to know. They just want to know that they're right with God. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know that, they, then they carry this burden around with them for much of their lives, wondering where they stand with God. And they, they live in fear and doubt, bondage, guilt, all kinds of things that, that we shouldn't even have. These things shouldn't be a part of our lives. And so we can bear fruit, but that doesn't mean that we go out and try to produce the fruit. We just rest in Christ by faith. We trust in his finished work, 
and we will bear fruit, but he'll, he'll be the one producing the fruit through us. Because, you see, in and of ourselves, we, we can't do any of that. If we're trying to put forth the effort, and I know this seems like a fine line for some people who have a legalistic mindset, but if we're constantly putting forth the effort to try to do what's right all the time, it's still going to be like filthy rags before God. It's, it's not going to be impressive. But when we rest in Christ... See, we've been created in him for good works, but it's him working through us, not us working for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned some key words there. Really? Guilt. <laughs> you did. You actually <laughs> said something it. that was I'll have to listen here. back to this oh. one. <laughs> and, but it's so, it's so important because I think a lot of people deal with this. Guilt, fear, bondage, doubt. Those are what a lot of Christians, unfortunately, are dealing with in their life in Christ. But those words really describe a person who is under the law. Either that or they're living in a mixture of being under the law and trying to also be in grace, not understanding that that mixture is what's bringing about that guilt, fear, bondage, and doubt. And uh, it's contrasted, as you were saying, with when we rest in Christ, the fact that what the gospel really is about is being out of a relationship with the law and resting in Christ. It's, it's contrasted with the life of Christ that's in us. And to kind of summarize a few things here, to get some people caught up if they're not understanding what we're saying, here's the ministry and the fruit of the law. It made people guilty, that's Romans 3.19. It condemned, 2 Corinthians 3.9. It imputed sin to man— so it didn't take away sin, it imputed, it, it charged sin to our account, Romans 5.3. Sin abounded through the law, Romans 5.20. It brought death, that's in Romans 7. It was against us and contrary to us, Colossians 2.14, and it was enmity with us. It was against us, Ephesians 2.15. And that's to be contrasted with what happened with the cross of Jesus Christ. Real quickly, it was, this is the law, it was wiped out, taken out of the way and nailed to the cross. That's Colossians 2.14. It was abolished. You mentioned that word a little bit earlier, Cap. That's Ephesians 2.15. It was put to death, Ephesians 2.16. It was annulled, Hebrews 7.18. It was made obsolete, Hebrews 8.13. There's a huge difference there, isn't there? A huge difference between what the law did and then what happened when Christ was on the cross. It was taken away. It was taken out of the way. It was put to death. It was abolished. It was made obsolete. It was annulled. And then we were freed. We were freed up into having a true relationship with the God who created us. Yeah, and and one thing that you alluded to in some of that, just to get more specific here, the law, the, the commandments, actually entice us to sin. You would think it would have the opposite effect, right? Trying to keep the law, trying to follow the commandments, you would think it would reduce sin, but it actually increased sin, and it entices us to sin. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it brings death, as, as we've talked about during the last couple of podcasts. And, and so th- those are some, some things to keep in mind. But even thou shalt not is not a way to bring people into life. And even when you stop and think about perhaps one of the greatest commandments of all, right? One of the greatest commandments, if I can use that phrase, love the Lord your God with all your height, uh, with all your heart, not your height. Uh, for short people, that would rule you out. But <laughs> with all your heart and mind and soul, and uh, y- even you can't do that. We can't do that. 
in and of ourselves. Why do we love God today under this new covenant? Why do we love God and, and, and appreciate so much what Christ did for us? Because we come to the realization, and it's been revealed now, that because he first loved us, now in turn we can love him. So, so even loving God is something you can't put the effort into. That's right, and, and that's, that really sums up the gospel in that it's, uh, it's his love for us and his efforts <laughs> that we receive. We receive what he has done. We receive his love. And then the fruit you know, that comes from that and the love that we have for him and for others is simply, it's, it's a matter of reciprocating what he's already given to us. It's not that we're trying to produce love. It's not that we're trying to produce works for God but that he has first loved us, and he himself, as you said, Cap, he does the works in and through us. Well, we've been talking about the fruit of the law, and of course how that differs uh, with the fruit of knowing Jesus Christ. Totally different things. And next week we're going to move on with uh, another great fruit of being freed from the law, and that is knowing that we are completely forgiven. He will remember our sins and iniquities no more, the Bible says. Not just our past sins, but our past, present, and future sins. So, some good news about forgiveness coming up next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.